This is another thirty obligate review. Tonight's guest, Henry Epstein. Plus, we'll talk to the voice of Diet Coke, Robert Niketz. All that and product placement. Oh yes. Only on Bleak and Review. Very nice. Uh, man, if only the listeners knew how many times it took for us to say those words. Wow. <laughs> well, me and Wolfgang, of course. Yep. Thank you, Wolfgang. Uh, we appreciate you checking the pronunciation of uh, our upcoming guest, Henry Epstein. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wolfgang doesn't want to respond. Oh, I'm responding for him. <laughs> okay. He's not. He's is he uh, taking a vow of silence or something? Well, he's just he's uh, he left. I haven't. He just walked out. Yeah, he kind of he he's really been cutting out early lately. Has well, he, what do you do? Has he got a has he got a little girlfriend? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's he might he's probably non-binary if I had to guess. Yeah. Well, he is. I mean, he's not. But um, his life is. His love life is non-binary. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, we're all we're all one. With, it is with the God. future. <laughs> it is the future. So you can, you know, uh, speaking of the future, uh, this be yourself. It, we're speaking to you now from the past, from because we did two episodes in a row, which we don't often do, back to back day, you know, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. So this is like two weeks from now that we're talking. Yes. Does that ever? Do you ever think about that? Does that ever blow your mind? You know, sound travels. You know. <laughs> sound travels. MP3s also travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm Kevin Anderson. Oh, hi, Kevin. You're Matt Brousseau. That's correct. And this is Bleak and Review. Right. Uh, uh, 130th episode. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think that we'd make it here? 130th episode, spectacular. We did it. <laughs> we should just do a celebration for like every random, like, oh, well, we got to celebrate the 142nd episode. Well, that's Jackie Robinson's number with 100 in front of it. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's also the answer to uh, life, the universe, and everything with 100 added to it. Oh, right. Well, there we go. It <laughs> really solves a, a lot of problems. 42 is a good number. Uh-huh. Uh how, How's, well, I was going to say, how's your week been? But I saw you most of yesterday. Yes. How How's today been? <laughs> it's been It's been good. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. It's been too much. Uh, of course, uh, we recorded. We recorded. We uh, did the Unpops live show at Skiptown Playhouse last night. When yes, they were recording this. And, uh, great job, by the way. Thank you. That was a very fun show. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming. I remember in the intro, I was like, I'm not going to assume that you're all bleak and review listeners. I'm just hoping some of you are. <laughs> and I don't know if they were, but it was still a good time. They were quiet, so I think mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't our crowd. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know what? They they maybe they are now. And and thank you for checking out the show if you're now listening. Can it be all three? <laughs> Can it be three? Mm-hmm. Uh, great job on your uh, your intro crowd work. Sure, you you were our warm up guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you had a good old time up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, you just ask them stuff, and then you don't even have to go. Well, you don't even have to listen to them. Yeah, it, it's because it, it's already a forced thing. It's like, hey, what do you do? I don't really care. I just want to make fun of you, right? So, or, you know, or just you know. Just go on a different topic. It's great. You don't have to do anything. You just have to acknowledge them as people, and then you move on. And that's really what warming up a crowd is. I mean, that's basically half a life. Acknowledging people and moving on? Yeah. I agree. Like, I wanted wanted to come up with a bit, but I agree. Who are you? Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Um, Have you been finding yourself doing more crowd work lately? No, I haven't. That's why I wanted to do that. Uh, Did you feel comfortable doing it? Yeah. Okay, good. That's it. We'll see you later. You fell into a few bits. Well, I mean, that was the idea. It was yeah. just as an excuse to do bits. Yeah. But uh, I'm just going to pretend like they're natural. Yeah. You know, when you're just talking to people on the street, asking them, hey, what's your dick like? There's <laughs> a bit them, about it. You walk up to someone and say, hey, lady in the front row. I'm just standing in front of you at the grocery store. <laughs> exactly. What are you excuse doing? Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, but that was a great show again. Thank you, uh, Adam Todd Brown and everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny. Very funny show. Uh I went to another. Uh, I went to the Broke LA Festival this morning. Uh, it's an all-day comedy and music festival here in LA. So it was two weeks ago. So go to the next one, everybody. Oh wow! Uh, in a, the the comedy room was in a pizzeria attached to the this theater, the Regent Theater. In that downtown. does sound funny. Uh, I'm already laughing. I mm-hmm. mean, dough. 
You gotta, be, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, right. <laughs> or Doré? Mm-hmm. Me? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is why we space out the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was, so there was a lot I ran of sh- out of words. <laughs> oh, are you trying to become a, a cannabisseur? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call back to two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a small venue, uh, filled up pretty quickly. There was, there was room for more chairs in front of the stage, but instead they decided to put a big foam pit. Like big blocks of foam, and oh. people were laying about in the foam, and it was kind of cool because you can do tricks in there, and then you're, you don't get hurt. There you was also really, a diving board. Yeah, you yeah. can really try out your comedy, really get the physical stuff going down, and I, then I you do won't have get an hurt. act out where I do a double front flip. It's so pretty impressive. I'm afraid to do it anywhere else. Well, you don't want to bomb. No, no, certainly not. Especially with you know that thin layer of foam mm. that will not stop a, a head injury. Mm-hmm. But uh, it got to be that point where it was kind of full. You know, it was kind of full in there, and people were having a hard time moving onto the like getting onto the stage to do their sets. Sometimes I wonder if that's why there's so little dancing in LA. Obviously, there's a lot of dead people, but sometimes I think it's just no room. Just no room to dance. Yeah, you can't you can't cut loose when you're elbow to elbow. No, and then people just like people just get angry at you. Obviously, you know they should take people should learn to take a beating when they want to see music. But. Spoken like a true person from Massachusetts. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, you know, you're you're trying to cut a, cut a rug or what have you well, at, a, at a you know Prince tribute night, and you're neck and mm-hmm. you're you know, arm to arm to ass with old Johnny Screenplay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy's Screenplay. He's gonna give you a paper cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a full of, his, screenplay. Right his pants. It's ridiculous. What is that? Your Screenplay? You're happy to see me? <laughs> Can it be both? It's a roll. Yeah, it's a, it's on a scroll. Uh-huh. My screenplay's on a scroll. Uh, but it was just interesting. It's that thing in L.A. where, and especially in L.A. comedy, where it's like we got. Hey, there's all these seats, and you know most of the seats were taken, but there were some open seats. But everyone's like, I'm not going to sit in the seats you gave me. I want to stand by the door and make it impossible for anyone to come into this room. That is a. Uh, I don't know if it's just an L.A. thing. But the door mm. is for entering, but not stopping. Well, it's also for exiting. No. But certainly not stopping and going, I wonder what's going on in here. I'll linger. <laughs> I'll st- Which was a lot of what was going on. That's why crazy. so many people in L.A. die from fires, because there's always someone standing in the doorway. <laughs> there's always some fucking wallflower yeah. uh-huh. also blocking the, the fire exit. There's a lot of fires, too. Mm, there's a lot of fires. Shout out, Sk- <laughs> uh, Skirball. <laughs> we haven't shouted out to the Skirball <laughs> fire in a while. We don't shout out enough natural disasters. Yeah, I mean, you know Yo, who here's a Katrina? Hey, what's up? Where's my Where's my dude Harvey at? Hey, Andrew. <laughs> well, that was a hurricane. That was a hurricane. Ah, love them. <laughs> they should name Good fires uh, like hurricanes, right? Uh, you, you, uh, that's not my job. I don't know. Wildfire Willie. Yeah, great blues musician uh-huh. from from uh, from the Mississippi Delta. Yeah, he died drowning. Ironic. So ironic. So ironic. Oh, isn't it ironic? Don't no. you think? But yeah, that is that is a very uh, that's a very LA thing, and it's frustrating, especially when you're not only blocking. So it's a pizzeria, so not only you're blocking people who want to come check out the show and take seats, mm-hmm. or and the comedians who want to get to the stage. You're mm-hmm. also blocking the people delivering food. Yep. Like there was mm-hmm. guys like that had to carry like tire like entire things of like silverware and dishes over their head, like you know, busting tables. And they're like, I have to please move. Like I have this giant like holding it over his head. It was crazy. Yeah, not metaphorically either. No, no, no. Literally. No, he was he was being he was being pretty condescending okay. too. <laughs> but yeah, so that was just my that's my grape from today. Kevin Anderson grape. likes doors, but not people. I like people. I just don't like people indoors. Whoa! Are, yeah. Yes, we get to the real truth now. <laughs> you finally cracked it. 130 episodes in, you finally fi- figured out why I'm broken, and uh, that's why we record outside. Hey, wait, wait, are you? Oh yeah, let's let's let uh, let's pull some of these. Uh, that's why uh, we record outside. Let's get all of our background mics going, Into just so everyone get the ambiance of. Yeah, there we are. Ah, uh, this nature. is better. This is better. It's so nice out here. We should do a comedy show here. <laughs> Upstairs, 
It's always nature. I don't know if I've asked you this on the podcast before. What's the weirdest venue you've performed comedy in? Besides this, this, this park. zoo? <laughs> this zoo that was that a monkey? We're in an aviator. Uh, avium? Avi- um, avi- avi- uh, weirdest place. Um, well, not a, just like just bad bars, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a hostel. Was that the Santa Monica? No, there's one in New York. No one spoke English, so yeah, it was I've done not one a of those. I've done one of those out here too. I did my best, but I it was I wasn't that good for people who didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, I you, need more act outs. That's what I was going to say. You got to do more triple front flips uh-huh. in your act. Uh, yeah, that's I've done one of those out here too. Where there was a couple of people from like you know like the European places where they you know <laughs> Spain. Yeah, mostly that. Okay, there's a lot of a lot of Ibiza guys coming uh-huh. down off a rave uh, that were hanging cool, out. Cool, but like it, it just seems like a, a like oh look at all these people they're gonna talk. Like imagine you go somewhere where you don't speak the language. Oh, I, I can't. You speak all the languages. I only go to Canada. And not Montreal. <laughs> so imagine you're in Montreal, you know, ah, hypothetically. Yeah. And there's just like, but it's advertised at like an English-speaking hostel, like an American hostel, which I doubt that's a thing. That's a sad thing. Yeah. American hostel. <laughs> okay. Never come to these. Uh, and then it's just like, oh, we're going to do all comedy in French. Like, how long do you think you would be able to even stay at that show before you just felt like a burden on everyone around you? Well, that would all just be mimes, so I wouldn't have to worry about the words. <laughs> That is not progressive of you to say. Hey, not all French comedy is mimery, okay? What? Some of it is. Balderdash, which is French, of course. <laughs> and a great mm-hmm. tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're thinking of Balderdash, but same idea. That's oh, where no, you I'm throw boulders that, at people. I was going to say, I was thinking of my favorite scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah, Star. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the worst place I've ever... I mean, yeah, like, again, a lot of weird bars. Mm. Uh, performed... And this wasn't a bad show, but I performed a uh, friend of the show, Leo Martinez's... Uh, his his art studio. It's like this graffiti like places outdoor, mm-hmm. like kind of cookout vibe going on, and then the stage is real far across a sea of gravel, and everyone's like in lawn chairs. It was really fun. Uh, I had to follow a battle rapper, which was interesting. Or we had to follow as a, as a comedy show. I had to mm-hmm. follow a battle rapper and a, a guy such as life beatboxing. Mm-hmm. It's a weird. It's a weird art we've chosen for it's ourselves. A, uh, you know, there's a. There's a lot of different shows out there. A lot of different shows. Uh-huh. And you know what? Book me on all of them. Uh-huh. Uh, that's about it. I mean, you know, one day after recording the Brendan Cooney episode, we don't got a lot to talk about. Uh-huh. But it's going to be a hot episode. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound like it. I've already used all of those, the words I would have used in those situations. Fair. So I'm just, I'm You're just running trying, out of I'm, words. I'm trying to expand by uh, the opposite of that. Just grunting? I'm, de- I'm compressing. <laughs> you should try that in your stand-up, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> That was the other thing, is that uh, uh, you, you figured out, well, you, you figure, you've been figuring out, but uh, slow it down. I don't have time to slow it down, Kevin. I have three minutes to do 36 minutes of material. <laughs> so you really, if you want to enjoy Matt Brousseau's comedy, film it and then slow it down later. Slow it down. And it'll be like, uh, so my grandma's dead, and it'll be great. Well, that's really not one of my best jokes. I really wish you wouldn't have used that. Well, I, Use your imagination, folks. Think of my much better jokes and then say them in your head slowly. And also imagine them being done right because I didn't do that. Thank you. Also, <laughs> I don't either. Uh, we got a great show. Yes, we do. Let's we do that. Show. Uh, we're going to a quick break. We're mm-hmm. going to come back. Very funny comedian. Mm-hmm. First time on the show. Mm-hmm. Henry Epstein is mm-hmm. going to be coming up. We'll talk to him about his shorts that he's wearing. Uh, <laughs> a lot of other things, I'm sure. And then we got, uh, we got someone from the biz. It's always nice to get a real um, authentic... Talent. Mm-hmm. Like someone who's been in Hollywood, they've got their established resume. They work in marketing. Marketing. Really? We really dreams. want corporate mm-hmm. guests on this show, and mm-hmm. the, none none could be more corporate than uh, uh, our voice of Diet Coke, just Diet Coke, mm-hmm. I was told, uh, Robert... 
Niket. Robert Niket. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I made a motion at Matt, like, just tell me it. I well, you said Niket with your hands. I, I did. I do read ASL. So, so you do. You do. Knock like, it off. You do like I mimes. See, <laughs> I see your hands. Knock it off. I'm sorry. And I don't know. I don't. They mimes um, fought my fought my dad. They fought. He didn't dad. kill him. They fought him. You know, he's still alive. So it's not like a big feud, but there's a, there's something there. It's not a Hatfield and McCoy situation. It's more of a Matt Field and one mime. And we'll be right back with more Bleak and Review right after this. You sure this. you don't want to keep going? Uh-huh. Bleak and Review, Henry Epstein, after this. You've upgraded your TV, computer, and smartphone, but life still feels obsolete. Well, wish no more. Technology Group is about to revolutionize your home life forever. Introducing New Mom. The New Mom installation happens in no time. Within minutes, Tech Group will quickly contain and remove your old mom. But you won't be momless for long. Once New Mom has secured all entrances and exits, New Mom will retrieve a DNA sample and bond with you forever. Tech Group knows a mother's love is important, so New Mom has been hardwired to love you with every inch of her hard wire exterior. With a powerful embrace and a grip unmatched by man, she'll be just like Old Mom, but colder. (laughs) Old Mom can barely carry the groceries to the house, but New Mom can throw a Winnebago 40 miles. Old mom gets stuck in traffic, but new mom's aerodynamic design and turbo boosters make her so fast, she's undetectable by radar. New mom truly is cutting edge, because she's been equipped with 15 ejectable knives. Let's face it, new mom blows everything else out of the water, with heat-seeking torpedoes. And don't worry, old mom won't be far away. She'll be compressed into a nutrient-rich nugget to power new mom for years to come. So call today and order yourself a new mom. It's time you took your mom to the maximum. New mom, available wherever Legos are sold. I think there's. I think it's and, a subsection. And honestly, uh, if uh, I go to a wedding and there aren't snakes there being no. held by people, no, then count me out. Yeah, it's bullshit. Well, yeah. you don't even got a snake budget. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? But yeah, get that's. I think that it, that that's like that. What do they call it? Tent revival kind of kind of church where it's like we're gonna get we're gonna get real and right. I'm your god. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. So uh, so did you come from the gym is are you just rocking shorts? Uh I okay well listen I <laughs> this is the, we, we asked the hard hitting question. Listen listen to me um, <laughs> I I have don't know what a podcast is but um, I've been told that the beauty of it is that it's not a visual medium. Right. So um I I am wearing shorts and I feel very um very red to filth right now really just judged <laughs> oh, and nice. uh, called out i'm so yeah. sorry I, I just watched the new drag race last night so it might be some residual in there some some sass yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean happen. i mean also vanessa hyped up my clapback ability on facebook okay. yes and it's just i i'm feeling fat and sassy and i apologize okay 
<laughs> I wouldn't blame you for sure. I'm not one of those people that's like comedians can never wear shorts. That's like a trope. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I think comedians are going to wear shorts. It's not really a question of whether they should or shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do. It is jarring when at an open mic you see someone on stage. Well, I think it's just jarring in general seeing someone on stage in the context of like a theater. Yeah, who's who is uh, wearing shorts? Who's presenting shorts yeah. to the world? Because it's it does sort of send a, a general message of like, hey, I don't Leisure. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. listen to me also because I'm <laughs> let me tell you. Let stage. me tell you about gun control, but also cozy shorts yeah. and slippers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I guess I guess that's part of it. Is if it's like a bar show, then it's like wear whatever the fuck you want. But yeah, if you're in a theater, cover up your calves. You know. Yeah, I mean, here's here's what I'll say also about shorts. Um, <laughs> I I love an easy breezy feeling. I have Ooh. great legs. You and, do have good uh, legs, and I'm legs. not afraid to show them. Congratulations, off. Congratulations, thank you so much. <laughs> um, this is on his flappers bio. Henry Epstein. Oh, great God. legs. It's just a picture of his legs for his headshot. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping we wouldn't bring up flappers, <laughs> um, but here we are. Uh, uh, we we call it. We affectionately refer to it on the show as Uncle Flappy Jack's Good Time Emporium. <laughs> that so is if you exactly. Want to call it that. You know what I think? Flappers is God bless it. Um, it, God bless it really, flappers, it really everybody. gave me my start. You know, so uh, so respect. But um, respect. no, I love flappers. It's also a nightmare. What I like to think of flappers as it's like the the regional <laughs> club yeah. of L.A. Yeah. It's like the club that in any other city would just be like a comedy club. It'd be like the Chuckle Basin or whatever. Yeah, the, place. Ch- yeah. the Chuckle all, Basin. We've all yeah. done, we've you all you done know. a weekend there. <laughs> we've all been to the yeah. river places. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the but, river places. Yeah, it does have that kind of vibe of like the small town comedy club. Mm-hmm. And it is in Burbank, which I, I love, guess... Yeah. It's I a mean, small town. I mean, John Mellencamp saying endlessly about uh-huh. it. So. <laughs> you know, I'm a... I'm just gonna come out and say it. I'm an LA native. Whoa! Uh, I'm not. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's this the glasses, is this is tell. real. This is true. People don't believe me when I tell them. Um, <laughs> somehow it always seems to baffle people yeah. that in a city of what eight million that people are actually born and raised here. Yeah. Uh, but like often. Often. Yeah. There's a lot of us. Um, but uh, yeah, growing up here, I. I grew up like on the west side and I went to a, a magnet school, performing arts magnet school, not to brag, but uh, uh, bio. <laughs> I've always been very creative. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, growing up, um, I made fun of all my friends who were bussed into school from the valley every morning. Ooh. From from Chicago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. valley of Chicago. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sepulveda does go all the way to Chicago. Uh, <laughs> it's a little L.A. humor for some of our listeners. <laughs> um, but so so your performing arts school was located on the west side. Yeah. And, and people I, had to get bussed in from like, oh, like Van Nuys. Oh, yeah. Every okay. corner of of L.A. I mean, that's sort of the nature of the magnet True. public school. Um, I but, just realized why they call it magnet. Because it, yeah. I never, I never put that together in my head until just now. Well, Welcome to <laughs> Rational Thought. Um, <laughs> That's the first class. In now magnets. I'm getting ready to filth. You're getting ready to filth. I have uh, deserved it, though. It's fair. Um, I'm a dumbass. Well, I, what, I, what I was going to say was that growing up making fun of it, I now ironically live in the valley right. and, uh, and love it. Yeah. 
I mean, I really, I really love Burbank. I love, I love the whole valley, um, but particularly like Burbank and Glendale. I'm oh, moving yeah. to Glendale um, brag. again. Brag. <laughs> uh, yeah, not to brag. No, he, I'm moving to Glendale again. I love Glendale so much, and I really do feel like Glendale is uh, a place where um, Armenians live, and also <laughs> I feel like it's a place where Armenians live. That is, hmm. yeah, I, it's just a feeling. It's not a fact. Don't um, quote me on facts this. Aren't feelings okay, oh. guys? Uh, but, but in addition to that Armenian population, I feel like it's also where native Angelinos go to avoid living around people who've moved to LA to pursue yeah. their dreams. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I think that Glendale, and then to a bigger extent, the Valley in general mm. is kind of like that, especially like. Like I do, I, I also am a Valley. I'm a Burbank. Mm-hmm. I'm a Burbank boy. Mm-hmm. Matt's in Chinatown, so he's out of this one. Sorry, yeah, I'm doing my bad you part of gentrifying. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. If um, it makes you guys, if it makes you feel any better, his apartment is not. It's not like good. <laughs> right? The apartment's nice. The building is. Uh, it's a, no, the apartment's good. The building is trash. But I got uh, I got all my windows. So I meant to tell you in the intro. I got all my windows in my car. Oh, back. good. Yeah, this is a big a, day. A, a big oh, saga. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big bleak and review saga. Three weeks with a bag. Jeez. Really changes. You. Oh. oh gosh. But I was gonna say is so the valley though is because uh, I lived on the west side as well. I've lived mm-hmm. on the west side. I also lived in East Los Angeles. I was like, what's a nice middle ground <laughs> between yeah. that where I don't feel like I'm like gentrifying, but also I'm not in the middle of all the shit. Mm-hmm. And I like that I can park in the valley. Oh, I like that most beautiful. of the places I do comedy have at least free street parking, if not a lot, which mm-hmm. is like unheard of in Hollywood yeah. and the West Side and stuff. And uh, people try to shit on it. It's like I just paid like you, you bought a PBR for ten dollars, and I, mm. I'm, I'm having a good old time over here. I don't know <laughs> exactly. what the fuck. <laughs> I don't know where the shade comes from. And I mean, Burbank sort of ha- it has that industry town feel, uh, and so does North Hollywood and Studio City, like that True, whole yeah. enclave. But what I like about Glendale is that it it's like I feel like it's LA's best kept secret and maybe I'm going to regret saying this. Uh, <laughs> we don't publicly. have that many listeners. <laughs> oh, thank God. We don't nag us. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah, it's so uncool and I love that about it. Yeah. It's it's, it's undiscovered. It's one of the few undiscovered neighborhoods still uh, other than all the Armenians and you. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. so when you're going to this magnet school, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep saying that so I remember mm-hmm. what it means. Mm-hmm. Were you going there for theater or music? I so like I said, I've always been a creative. Um, but yeah, so I studied classical music um, from like age eight to through high school. Uh, I studied piano and then later on in high school, also clarinet. <laughs> I was first chair clarinetist in the orchestra. Oh, you were really filling out that, that flapper's bio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I don't know. So I was doing classical music and then I discovered drugs and dropped out of high school. Mm, uh, wow. Which That's is a hell just, of a ride. Oh, it's a it's a match made in heaven. Really, those two things. Were you first chair on the drugs team? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It was. But the thing about the drugs team is that it's always a team of one because it's a very <laughs> lonely a place to be. Um, what uh, if you don't mind asking? What drugs are we talking? Are we talking soft drugs? Are we going hard? Are we going? Are we yeah. going hard? Yes. Okay. We don't have to get the specifics. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's fine. Um, Did it but... rhyme with breath and fetamine? <laughs> uh, let's just say... <laughs> I... New York Metropolitan. <laughs> it's a baseball uh, team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
See, you lost <laughs> oh, me on the sports metaphor. No, sorry, sorry. I, no, that's my fault. I don't give a fuck about sports. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I dropped out of high school, discovered visual art, oh. as one does when one is on mm-hmm. drugs I and got you now. Now, no longer in high school. Uh, <laughs> then I went to college, uh, studied photography. Okay. Uh, and then somehow wound up like a stand-up comedian. I don't know what it's, happened. It's, it's all part of the same thing. I mean, you did the drugs, you uh-huh. dropped out, you tried the, the high arts, uh-huh. and then you tried the high arts. Uh-huh. What's yeah. this guy? <laughs> oh! Uh, what is this, my Facebook? And then, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, you probably were always a funny person, and you just didn't... Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I, I'm just guessing. I'm not saying you were. <laughs> no, I'm confirming it you at the same time. <laughs> Well, stand up is a stand up is a combination of the visual and then your your voice is an instrument of sorts. Ooh. So you're just combining all these things. You can say. Uh, well, I think it's pre- I think everything we're saying is pretentious, but I also <laughs> do yes. think that there is there is some truth to the fact that like stand up comedy is sort of this niche art form that exists so- somewhere between a lot of different art forms. And I think that growing up studying music, what you know, I was like. It was a performing art. I was used to being on stage and performing. And then studying visual art, particularly photography, so much of that for me was about, like, I loved portraiture and I loved, like, my favorite part of photography was interacting with people. Yeah. And that sort of, like, establishing, and that's what portraiture for me, like, photography portraiture is about. It's about relationships. Um and examining them, both you know, between the viewer and the subject, and the subject and the photographer, blah blah blah. It's a lot like this podcast, um, yeah. <laughs> Very visual. It's, uh, I mean, I've been snapping dick pics this whole time. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that's totally okay. You can uh, keep doing. What's, you. what's your favorite dick outfit? Um, I like a little sombrero Ooh, nice. that's like embroidered with um with gold. Oh, that's yeah. festive, and this that's is coming nice. out right around uh, Cinco de Mayo. So you know, this, uh, that's a nice weekend tip for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, be seasonal. Ironically, uh, God willing, I'll I'll be nine years sober from booze on Ooh. Cinco de Mayo. Ooh. That's crazy. That was the what? day. That was the day that you that quit. Was Cinco on... de No Drinko. <laughs> <laughs> was it a bad Cinco de Mayo experience that made you stop drinking, or was it? Like... It was a lifetime well, of yeah. shame. Yeah, uh, yeah, and um, and. Lack of coping skills. Fair. Ooh, I was just wondering why yeah, there was. That, yeah, relatable, yeah, right? Yeah. You guys familiar yeah. with that lifestyle? <laughs> no, I'm in denial still, oh, so okay, I don't quite cool, cool. get it. People cool. have been telling me, and I just don't hear it. Okay. Like I just don't understand. That's cool. <laughs> just takes a sip more of his free whiskey. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I am a stand-up comedian. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that, that's all to say, like you guys should be following me on social media. I'm mm. a rising star. Um, <laughs> Please uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. No, so of course. So like forward. and subscribe to his Instagram. Yeah. Uh, what was the first... So when you decided that you were going to start doing stand-up, I'm assuming it was in LA because you're from here and you were living here. Where was... You what assumed was your... wrong. Eat it. Um, I, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk out. Henry, uh, what's your favorite color? It's my turn now. Uh, <laughs> that question is way too much pressure. Um, <laughs> I stay... I... I t- Dipped my toes into the stand-up pool. I was actually living in New York. I moved to New York, lived oh, there okay. for three years right after college. Um, and because uh, I, I, in hindsight, I needed to learn about the struggle. Yeah. You know, growing yeah, yeah. up in L.A., you don't realize that life is hard. Especially on the West Side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, but uh, so I, I dipped my toes in uh, in uh, New York, but it, 
it wasn't until I moved back to LA that I really like dove in yeah. first. But uh, I want I want to go to that first night where you're like I'm going to do an open mic. Did you have a good set, a medium set, or did you bomb so hard but still feel the need to go back? Uh yes. To all of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, the answer is yes. I did a tight 7 minutes Oof. on a a, a Shakespeare play I'd seen in Central Park, you know, just like a hot seven <laughs> breaking down what's funny about King Lear. Uh, you know, is he the one who ripped his eyes out? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, uh, probably it sounds uh, right. I go, thinking back on uh, that night, I want to rip my eyes out. But, um, <laughs> well, it, seven minutes is a lot to ask for a first time. It was well. Here's the even worse part: <laughs> is that my first open mic ever was a mixed mic, so it was okay. like people doing music and stand up and yada yada. I yeah, yeah. I did it because uh it was like this shitty now defunct bar. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was like oh the decor was like 90s like pop art zigzag funky. Ooh, yeah. Like okay, you know you know those martini glasses that the stem of which is like uh bent Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, like yeah, like when you go up to the, it's like a zigzag kind. Yes, of Yes, a, yeah. It's okay. very, it's very, it's very wacky. It's very wacky. <laughs> Imagine that aesthetic was Ooh. an entire bar, oh. like. Maybe I, the ugliest I, yeah. aesthetic in the entire world. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's just hard on the eyes. Like it just kind of gives you a bit of a headache, and you get a little disoriented. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like when someone's like, we do things a little bit differently <laughs> around here, and it's just like Martha, yeah. you're so basic. Like nothing <laughs> is interesting about what I'm seeing. On so. Fridays we wear polka dot ties. Oh god, <laughs> well, that's a, how, that's shut a, up, Martha. That's a bar. You go to a store, you go. I like to buy bar parts, and they go here they are, and uh-huh. then you're like, oh, that's a bar now. Yes. Oh, you, it has you that has to... that martini uh, glass. Uh, the, it's a flashing. On sign with just a martini glass, well, yeah, that's bar next to it. Zigzag martini yeah. glass flashing and yeah. thing. Yeah, there's uh, yeah a rough aesthetic already. Yeah, and then you go in there, and I'm assuming that a rough aesthetic brings in a certain interesting crowd. element. Yes, uh, uh, a rogue the... element. No, oh, roguish element. Well, it it just was. It was not a comedy open mic, and right. so um, that first mic was not indicative of. Uh, what was to come, yeah. uh, but it certainly was a roller coaster. I I dragged my roommate along with me. You got it. They, you know, they they wrote on chalk on the sidewalk. It, this bar was like on my walk home, and on the <laughs> sidewalk they'd write in chalk like free open mic Wednesday nights. And so one night I was like. I'm either going to kill myself or try stand-up comedy. So, <laughs> hey, how roommate, which one hurts less. yeah, I, I dragged my roommate. We sat through two or three hours of. God, some of the most horrifying musical acts I've ever seen. Um, it was the music pretty like acoustic bro-y stuff. Or oh, was it was it like it was Imagine Dragons. Oh. Imagine Dragons got their start there. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That is a well. That bar did sound radioactive. So. <laughs> oh my god! We have fun. Uh... Follow me on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, so. <laughs> I genuinely disappointed Henry. I feel bad. <laughs> no, you're good. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we've got we've got a music music and comedy mic, mm-hmm. uh, which I imagine actually. Uh, first of all, I imagine dragons. But mm-hmm. secondly, I imagine because there's a lot of music there, I think that sounds like a more supportive crowd than if it was just comedy. It, no, Is that wrong. Okay. No, it was <laughs> well, one of those situations that, like at at many comedy open mics, where there was no audience other than the people waiting to get up. Uh, so okay. just hostility. Yeah. 
lack of artistry all around. Arms crossed. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. anger and shittiness. Uh, but <laughs> but then I kept doing it because I was a sadist, I guess. Um, well, I, or masochist, I, rather. I, I, well, you're a little bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Uh, I, I, I bombed super hard at my first open mic, and I remember getting off stage going, well, that didn't go well at all. I need to definitely step up my shit if I want to. But I, I want to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I remember that mm-hmm. being very like, oh, well, uh, that's the thing. That's the thing I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you probably got a little bit of that, too. It, yeah, it, it, I think I needed... It wasn't until I befriended someone while I was living in New York uh, months later who I found out had also been d- dipping their toes in the stand-up comedy pool Ooh. that I went to my second one. There was like a good period of time where I was like, well, yeah. I do want to do this again, but that also was a full nightmare in yeah. every sense. Um, but then I, you know, with my friend, shout out to Dan Villiano, uh at Danger Dan V on Instagram. Ooh, I don't remember. Uh, that's a good poll. Very I... funny comedian uh, and one of my best friends in the world. Uh, we we just, we would be each other's wingman and yeah. go to comedy, open mics together. And then once I moved to LA, that's when I really was just, just pounding the first. pavement. Yeah, 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 first yeah. into it. I, my first mics, uh, it was when my last year of college in San Jose and I would mm-hmm. just bring my drinking buddies. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, it's a bar. Yeah. Come with me to the bar and I'm going to try. And this mic was like, they wanted to try to build the room because there wasn't that many rooms around there. So they're like, oh, you're you're new? Okay, we're going to put you on at the end. Like, it wasn't like a sign up and mm-hmm. go up. They were like, oh, we're going to put up the good comics because mm-hmm. we want like a show. Yeah. And then I remember I was like, oh, you should film my set in case I do really well. And then he sent me the video afterwards and I looked at it once for 10 seconds. I started watching myself. I was like, no. And I deleted <laughs> it and I didn't do it for a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. Matt, what was your uh, experience like the first time you went up? Well, I was wearing uh, shorts uh, <laughs> for tops and bottoms. <laughs> so it was tough. Tank top and shorts? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Uh, no, the what first a fucking rebel. I think I've talked about this. The first time Probably. was um, it was this uh, show in Boston where you it was a bringer kind of, but you could go up. Anybody could go up as long as they brought two people. Oh, right. what a great format! <laughs> no, but they actually had they made sure they had good. It was at his uh, Dick Doherty's in Boston. I think it's still there. It's moved around to something else. But they would have real. Go- they would have good comedians, and interspersed with them, they would have people who brought somebody mm-hmm. and then could do five oh, okay. minutes. So it yeah. wasn't a full bringer, right? Oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, so I did that, and then I was fine. The one joke that I knew was a joke, which is no longer a joke because it's terrible, <laughs> was uh, it worked. I want to know what that joke and is. And it was... Um, <laughs> if a joke falls in the tr- in the forest, was it joke- ever a joke at all? I don't know. If <laughs> a joke, yeah, if a joke falls in the trees. <laughs> if, if a joke's found in a dead man's pants, was it ever a joke? Can it be what? Or is it just come? Uh, <laughs> Which is 90% of LA comedians' punchline. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I came. What was the joke, though? I, I always uh, like to hear what people's first jokes were. Uh, well, this is the first joke I ever wrote where I was like, this is a joke. I got a joke here. Yeah. And um, the joke was, uh, um, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, I, uh, I, I had to break up with this girlfriend because um, uh, my friends nicknamed her the deadliest catch. Oh, yeah. And I named her after that show on Discovery Channel where everybody had crabs. Ha. Caught, caught crabs. But they didn't call her that because she had crabs. They called her that because she had AIDS. <laughs> a lot that of left was, turns. That, nice. was, that was the joke. And they, the people in the crowd enjoyed it. And then my mom said, well, what's the, what's the joke everybody liked the most? And then I told her that. And then at work, people would go, what's Matt doing? And she would say, he does stand-up. And oh, then she no. would... And of course, she never told it correctly, you know. It's but then a joke she would tell AIDS. she would tell people that she would try to tell people that joke for some reason, and they'd be like, "That's not a good joke." It's a joke about people <laughs> on boats with AIDS. <laughs> it's, it's insensitive on many levels. I feel like there are two types of comedians' career arcs, and there are those who um, who start 
with AIDS, mm-hmm. and there are those who build up to yeah, it. You, sure, know? Sure. You, you started off. You started yeah. off going like, well, what's what do I say? Well, I know people like to be shocked. So what's, what's the deadly, deadliest catch? Now, now, That's, that was it. Your instincts were right, I think, to make a... Like a <laughs> There's a reason I don't do that joke anymore. Well, of course. My first joke ever, and I think Henry can relate to this, my first joke ever at that first open mic was... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's my first time doing stand-up comedy, so if I'm not funny, don't worry about it. I'm only up here for five minutes. I'm going to go off, and I'm going to get a drink at the bar. You can go get a drink at the bar. I'll go home, and eventually I'll die. <laughs> Dead silence, as, as it were, as it was just now. That I was can't, my first joke. I can't relate to that. I've never bombed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that Shakespeare bit killed? Yeah, it really did. People connected with it. I mean, in, I don't, my I don't AIDS know. joke was really good that mm, night. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't believe me. Uh, sure. I'll, sure, I'll no, believe you're, you. You're right to not believe me. <laughs> but I, I, my thing at that moment was, like, I was, I had just got out of a weird relationship, I was drinking all the time, and I was like, well, all, all I think about is dark shit, so I'm just gonna go up and be the dark guy, I'm gonna be Doug Stanhope, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, suicide's funny, right? And then you quickly learn, like, hey, maybe work on the joke before you get to the scary part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it is, that is like a, I feel like that is... One of the hardest lessons to learn, or cult, or one of the hardest like skills to cultivate as a comedian, yeah. is like knowing knowing how to um, push and pull an audience to their limits without making it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Being, if you can make them laugh with that word, then that joke is good. Yeah, because you worked on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even some, you know, like God, do you guys ever have jokes that like? work 90% of the time and then you'll do it at a show and it'll bomb and in your head you're just like no, you guys are wrong. Well, of yeah. course. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The first, is, the first reaction is yeah. always blame the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, well, maybe they're nice yeah. people. That was yeah. Me. But I mean, sometimes the audience is wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. like. Or sometimes it's the wrong audience for that joke, exactly. too. Because yeah. I was telling, uh, I think I was telling Matt about this recently. I, I did a I did a show in Winters, California. Anybody been? Nope. Okay. Uh, it's, <laughs> is it's, that Winters with a Z? Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> an offshoot of Zizix, California. Tight, dude. Uh, we all know that's uh, that city uh, between here in Las Vegas where it's a what's like ZZYX ZZ or something like that isn't that how it's spelled who could care Um, but I did so I do a show the punchline Sacramento everything's great and then one of the guys uh, comedian Josh Waldron he's like oh I booked this thing at a wine bar in Winters which is like an hour outside of Sacramento total like you know farm town Mm -hmm. and like it's like in the nice little quaint farmy town square at this wine bar mostly older white people and I go up there like hey here's a joke about a time I faked my death oh yeah, that you didn't come out for that. Like everyone else was doing, like kind of G, like not G-rated, but like you know, my wife. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I come up here like, hey, I tried. To, I convinced two people I killed myself as a joke. Isn't that funny? And they're just like, you, you need Jesus. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's you don't you don't play the rule. You're like, you guys could have. I could have done my softer stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I wonder about that for my own comedy because I really only. Um, I really only perform in metropolitan areas. <laughs> Ooh, um, you perform in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I no, I really do. I mean, I've mostly just performed in big cities. And yeah. I am. Um, I like to think of myself, myself as a B 
bespoke comedian. I'm really making my content for the 2.7 people out there who uh, I speak to specifically. And um, you're perfect fit for this podcast. Yeah. So, so one schizophrenic man. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Seven tenths of a guy sometimes. Mm. Well, uh, that was that was the law, right? I is, think so. uh, schizophrenic <laughs> people schizophrenic. count for seven. We all remember of a that person. compromise. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the Louisiana Purchase or whatever. Oh, mental health. Three white fine. guys talking about <laughs> it's great, but it is true. Like you, when you perform for a certain audience all the time, then you go. You're you're kind of in a different zone, and yes. you're like, oh, I'm just I'm used to city slickers, <laughs> as it were, and maybe yeah. they're not gonna like when I, I went out to Clovis last week, uh, and there were a great crowd. I had a great time. And uh, the booker is just like, yeah, just don't do Trump stuff. Like, it's probably going to be fine, but it could happen. And I'm just like, yeah, first of all, I don't write Trump jokes anyway. But, like, secondly, it's like, why would I? Why would I push it if I know that the reaction's gonna? Yeah. So yeah, it's just. Uh, well, that, that's a savvy. That's a savvy Booker host. Smart. Yeah. Too. Shout out like, to Danny and Dave out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. Um, I mean, hosting and producing are such tough jobs, and uh, I really appreciate when yeah, Bookers or producers go the extra mile to like, I don't know, do everything they can to set you up for success. Yeah. You know, like if they know that you're a comic coming from you know, a big city and they know their audience, it's great that they, like, give you yeah. the heads up. and it's not even so much a, like, don't do it. It's like, just so you know. Yeah. Like, if your joke's good enough and you think it's going to work, go for yeah. it. But <laughs> yeah. Totally. But if you go up there and go, fuck Trump, am I right? And then mm-hmm. someone just goes, nope. Then you're like, oh, well, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do 10 more minutes. Uh, great. Yeah. Speaking That's... of 10 more minutes, yep. uh, where are we at, Matt? What do you think? Well, let's take a quick little break here. We got it's like to, a 10-minute break. <laughs> let's, uh, let's learn. Uh, we're gonna, we have so, so much to learn about we do. Uh, the, the Diet Coke. Well, I mean, we talked but, a lot about art with Henry. Yes. But I think it's time to flip over to corporate kind of promotions yes. and, and cool, stuff. Cool. Shepard, Shepard Farley. Great. So we're going to get... Shepard Farley? Fairly? Shepard Farley? Fairy. I don't Fairy. fucking care. <laughs> or is that the Lost Farley? <laughs> yeah, that's the Lost Farley. This Good old Shep. Shep Fars, baby. Oh. Henry, you can stick around, right? Yeah. Great, because we're going to be talking to uh, the voice of Diet Coke. Uh-huh. Can you believe it? Uh, Richard... Robert. Nik- uh-huh. Robert Niquette. Oof. Uh, Robert Niquette's coming. Bobby on. I'm excited. Come. I love voiceover. Henry, are you a fan of voiceover? Yeah. Have you done some voiceover? No. <laughs> Me neither. Well, we, can learn, we can learn some yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So we're going to do a quick break. Enjoy this uh, uh, musical interlude, mm-hmm. and we'll be back with more Henry Epstein and uh, Robert Niquette. I had it that time. Well, you pointed at me. I did. All right, we'll be After right this. back, folks. <laughs> Hello, my, my name is Robert Nikkei. I guess I have to be this close for this for it to sound right. <laughs> a little, a little like a, a little more manic sling blade kind of. Thing. I like that. <laughs> I like to call it gay, but intimidating. <laughs> gay intimidating. Gay intimidating. Can it be both? Hey, hi, internet. All right. That was the sound of uh, Blake Review returning with, with Kevin uh, talking to the internet. Hey, you know what? You got to talk to the fans, you know? If you're a fan out there, sup? <laughs> nice. Uh, of course, we're back here with uh, Henry Epstein. Hey. Hey, he's ready to go. And yeah. uh, we got a new guest. Uh, uh, I'm very excited. This is mm-hmm. this is a big this is a big get for us. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't often have, you know, one of the, I'm presuming, one of the top paid voice actors in the industry Amazing. come by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, maybe I'm presuming incorrectly, but we'll find out. Uh, the voice of Diet Coke, Robert Niquette. 
Hello there. Hi, Whoa. Robert. Oh. You may remember me from that one Diet Coke commercial. If you like, I have a Diet Coke with me here, and I could recreate it for you. That would help us and that the listeners, ideal, I think. Yes. Let's, get a, let's, get a little, uh, let's get a little bit of the, the magic. Okay, so imagine um, a, a very thin blonde woman. Oh, Ooh, gotcha. She's, she's sweating outside on a beach. Uh, the Matrix. Right. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're imagining it. Right, she's she's really sweating. She's really tired. Right, and then and then my voice comes through and it says, <clears throat> "When you're hot and you're tired outside on the beach, just crack open a diet coke." Wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm ready to buy a case right now. I'm drinking it now. Oh, it's a doctor, but I'm. It feels like a diet coke now. I mean, you could have just said it was a diet. Coke. <laughs> Well, that's great, and that was a successful campaign. Uh, very successful. I made uh, millions of dollars, Oof. but I did not take a paycheck because I don't do it for the money. Wait, so you made millions of dollars, <laughs> but you did not take a paycheck? I did not take a single paycheck. Where did that money go? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Probably back I mean, into just the system. so you know? kind of you to keep these businesses afloat. Yeah. I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. All I care about is talking into a microphone and making sure everyone can hear my voice. Okay, so you're more about reaching the people than than selling uh, carbonated beverages. Mm-hmm. As many people as I can reach is uh, is my prerogatory. Prerogatory? That sounds right. I think so. Prerogative? Prerogative, that's right. Purgatory is the other thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, purgatory, man. Just uh, it's a little bit better than limbo, right? Who, who, who doesn't like walking under sticks? That's true. That's a good point. That's a fair point. So, was that your first uh, big gig, or have you worked in the industry for a while? Shockingly, this is my first and only gig. Oh wow! So you're literally just the voice of Diet Coke. Yes, and just Diet Coke. Only Diet Coke. But if you like, I can tell you how I got here. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> I was just gonna skip past it. But. Yeah, I just want to ask your favorite color, but <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah, I'd love to hear. Henry, would you like to hear that? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Henry. You see, um, I would do anything for my sister, mm. and it turns out she would do anything for me, too. Oh, that's nice. It's a nice relationship. My sister worked for Diet Coke. Oh. Okay. In what she, capacity? Um, she was she was uh, the CFO. Is that oh, what yeah, it yeah. is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Financial officer. officer. Right. She was, the, she was the money girl, Mrs. Moneybag. <laughs> Oh, money penny. With all our money pennies, <laughs> jingling, jangling at Thanksgiving, jingling, jangling uh-huh. on Christmas. Uh-huh. Whoa! She just had pockets full of change at all family gatherings. She loved to show it off. Yeah. She just wanted to rub it in my face. And you knew, always knew she was coming too. There was no no sneaking up on you. Oh, those. no sneaking up. But I, someone else in the family, was really good at sneaking up. Oh. Who was that? Was that? Was that you? Maybe. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. You know, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing how many times it takes to uh, surprise someone in their own home for them to do anything for you. <laughs> now, when you say surprise, was he, were these pranks? Uh, you could call them pranks if there was a camera there, possibly. But, yeah, that's uh, that's what makes a prank is <laughs> you, the footage for YouTube. That's uh, true. So, wait, I want to just get back to um, how your sister the chief financial officer got you a job uh working in advertising for diet coke yes of course well uh, it all started one day when uh, she came home from work with all of her money bags Uh jingling and jangling she opened the front door 
into her home. She thought she was all alone, but no, no. Oh, boy. Out from around the corner pops her brother, wielding a seven-inch knife. Ooh. It's not even street legal. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I had to buy it in a store. Whoa. Can't buy it off the street anymore. <laughs> Not these days. So I, so I, so I, not, I these not these days. So I hopped around that corner and I said, "Guess what? Somebody's gonna get me a job." <laughs> and she said, "How did you get back in here? I have eight cameras and a security guard outside." And I said, "Check again." Whoa! You disabled all the cameras and took out the security guard. I disabled him too. He can't walk anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That's okay. You got him right in the base of the spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. you know, you're you're committed. Yeah, and I'm a kind person. At least he can still, you know, do the top stuff. Yeah, because you could have just, like, you know, neck down. Uh, I could have. The top stuff. <laughs> you know, the top stuff. Waving, you know. picking things up, etc. Right. Uh, oh, Chris, so you... Christopher Reeves, he was fine. He still had all the top stuff he could do. <laughs> He didn't have a lot of top stuff. Oh, well, you're right. Uh, Actually, no, that's the wrong guy. Yeah. So you threatened to kill your sister in order to get this job. And who has the job, Henry? That's the question I'd like to ask. <laughs> well, I, I, I this feels over familiar. I don't think we're on a first name basis, Robert. Uh, oh, really? Have... I read your uh, your flappers bio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now I feel very unsafe. Uh, I'm sorry, we're getting sidetracked. We patted want... him down for knives. You're okay. Like he doesn't have a knife. Well, that's good. I do still. I'm still not fully understanding how we get from point A, you threatening to kill your sister, to point B, you are the voice of Diet Coke. What was that process? Did you have to? Are you interested in the paperwork? <laughs> I would love to see any documentation. What was that resume like? What was your resume like? Like when you submitted it. Um, I taped the knife onto an eight and a half inch by 11. <laughs> Shows you mean business. <laughs> is that hard to hand over? Because I feel like that'd be mostly knife. You yeah. know, it's just, well, you is, do did you put it in first. a folder? Did you email it? Uh, did you fax a knife to her? <laughs> you know, they say in the business to reach out as many ways as possible. Okay. Yeah. And so I had to buy 12 knives. <laughs> in a store? In a store. Well, these days. I can't talk about. Yeah. The, you know, some of them may have been from the street, but. Whoa. Can't say which street. Oh, street knives. It's not street legal knives. anymore. It's not legal anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so nostalgic for a time when you could just buy knives on the street, Willie. God, remember your milk would be delivered to your right door, to your and then door. you'd say, wait, hold on, you got any knives? And he'd be like, I think so. <laughs> what are you looking for? Like killing or like disabling? And then you'd be like, hey, dealer's choice, baby. <laughs> And then you pay him and crack, and you go on your way. It's great. It was a great time. Ah, uh, the fifties. The fifties. We all remember. Mm. Uh, so, so, so you you send this, you fax this knife in. You get the job. Are you immediately voiceover, or are you like working your way up the company at Diet Coke? Is Diet Coke its own company? Well, it might as well be. Yeah, they are the voice of a new generation. True. Mm-hmm. A diet generation. Yeah, a, a, a generation with cancer blossoming in their liver. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So uh, it was it was a grueling process. Uh, mm, of course, I didn't get the job instantly. Uh, I had uh, a few more knives to hand out, but um, I eventually got myself up there with the top two. Uh. <laughs> oh, you know, that's part of the it audition was, process. It was me and one other person. I'm sorry, Diet Coke does a wonder on my stomach. Oh, I actually cannot drink it. I'm shocked that I, I am drinking it now. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely you're muscling it down. It looks pretty tough. You wouldn't believe how hard I have to work out to drink this Diet Coke. 
<laughs> Got a muscle. It is it the down. magic of it, though, because it, it really it really makes you improve your life. That's actually our new campaign. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the magic. That's of the it. magic of it. Wait, can we get a little bit of that? Let's hear a little bit of that. I know you have to like reopen that can. Uh, I'll just I'll just do the sound with that my works. voice. I'll that just, works. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pro. Um, maybe Diet Coke can save your life. Maybe it'll make some cancer blossom in your liver. Crack. That's the magic of Diet Coke. <laughs> wow. I felt like I was there. I, I am, like I I am there. here. Oh, that's why. Uh, I like that's a very straightforward ad, too, because all these millennials, you know, they don't they don't like advertisers. They like advertisers that are, like, direct with them. Mm. And they're like, hey, you know, we're not bullshitting you. Here's what it's going down. So it's like, hey, this might give you cancer, but it's still diet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The new, you know, uh, Wendy's on social media. They're sassing. They're being oh, really yeah. up front. Diet Coke. I just tweeted 12 knives in a row. <laughs> Were they uh, were they gifts or were I'm, they just pictures of you holding knives? Are uh, you also managing Diet Coke's social media presence? You would not believe <laughs> what I can do at Diet Coke <laughs> with my power. I mean, you got. A I lot wouldn't, of and I and I frankly don't. I want I want to understand exactly what role you play at Diet Coke and how you got there. We're still I, there's so such a big question mark for me between. You threatening to kill your sister and <laughs> and suddenly being the voice of this, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's zero to sixty. It's pretty. It's, yeah. a, it's a it's a quick well thing, when, jump. When you grow up with a woman, a girl. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> that would back. I don't like that. She's my sister, so even it worse works out, kind of, sort of. So <laughs> this when I when we were little, that's why I said girl. When we were little, of course, she would say your voice. Is so stupid. <laughs> it's so gay and intimidating. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. Wow. And I said, what? And she said, you heard me, little stupid voice. <laughs> and those oh. words rang in my head day after day. I'd go to school and people, it's like people would know. They'd look at me and say, he's got a stupid voice. <laughs> they just knew. They just knew. Oof. And so when I found out there was an opening for the voice of Diet Coke and my sister <laughs> forgot her relationship to me for a second. And my sister <laughs> was working at the company. I thought to myself, well, I've got $40 and I can walk into this knife store. <laughs> You said there was an opening uh, for the voice of Diet Coke. Had there been? I, I my memory's kind of foggy. Was there a previous voice of Diet Coke, or, or that? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It was Sarah was, McLaughlin. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, right. Oh, then yeah, she yeah. went on to the ASPCA videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Talking about beating up she, pit she bulls was, and she shit. was singing about all the the dying Diet Cokes and just didn't really resonate with kids. Yeah, she'd so, be great now though. Yeah. No foul play. There's no. There's no mysterious circumstances around why there was an opening at Dyke. Just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. When's the last time you saw Sarah McLaughlin? Mm-hmm. Only every time I turn on my TV. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. I don't even know what her music sounds like. I just know her name. Yeah, she is that in the arms of angels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they zoom in on, on animals that are sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you know, there's a diet. I can see you can see the the crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, our our our, our next uh, diet coke commercial. It's in the same vein uh-huh. as the one we talked of earlier. Uh, we're actually going to use her song in the arms of the angel. We're going to zoom in on uh, cancerous livers <laughs> the, uh, while diet coke is being poured atop of that them. That is that is very straightforward. <laughs> That's the magic of diet coke. <laughs> in the arms of an angel. I so, like that. I can see it. Yeah, it's beautiful. So. It sounds like you're not just the you're not li- just the actual like 
auditory voice of Diet Coke, but you are also shaping the tone and the voice of the brand. Yeah, so you're, you're really taking it in a new direction. Like a David Fincher-esque <laughs> kind yeah, of it's sort direction. Of a wow. tour take on Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, can you tell me a little bit more about your creative process and, and why you feel like Diet Coke needs to go in this direction? Well, here's all I have to say. My sister has I get to... a sense that this isn't all you have to say. I'm just going to say that up front. This is the last thing I'll ever say. I doubt oh, that. Man, we time. Well, this will be a problem then. Uh, my, uh, my sister has to listen to and approve all of these ads. Mm. And that means that every ad I make, my sister has to hear my stupid voice. And so I get to live my dream of having my bully of a sister listen to my stupid voice every day. And that's why there's millions of Diet Coke campaigns lined up. And I <laughs> someone's got to come up with them. So well, it's, it me. sounds like your uh, hatred for your sister is uh, kind of underlying the underlying tone of your ads mm-hmm. is just the hate for your sisters yeah. where all of this like cancer imagery is coming from like she's the cancer in your life mm-hmm. and it's just kind of coming out organically it sounds like yes uh, the the new campaign the one that's uh, lined up after the uh, the cancerous liver one is a boy <clears throat> uh just a, just a small little boy oh boy so innocent alone in his room oh he's, man He's riding his 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 little uh, rocking horse, and, oh, yeah. and his his mom comes in and says, "What are you doing?" And then he says, "I'm just riding my horse." And, he, and she goes, "I don't care. I'm an alcoholic." And she slams the door. <laughs> oh, and then man. and then in comes and then comes this little girl, this little girl. She's made of cancer, and she says, "She goes, she goes, <laughs> you have our you have our sister, stupid, stupid. Your voice, voice is stupid, stupid." And oh, he goes, God. "No, no." And then <laughs> crack. <laughs> Diet Coke falls from the ceiling like a waterfall. Oh, just just a, oh. just a torrent of Diet Coke. And then we zoom out, and there's a blonde woman having a beautiful day. Oh, great! And that's the magic of Diet Coke. Now, are we Holy assuming that shit. that girl grew up to be the blonde woman having a Diet Coke, or is this completely unrelated? Is she brunette? Did, did the young boy grow up to be that woman with the Diet Coke? This that's is fair. what follows in the following campaign. <laughs> okay, I, I'm sorry to interrupt again. <laughs> Quick no, question. Please, please do. Just clarifying. Question. I'm sorry. I thought the logic was flawless. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, mm. Do you do you have a therapist? Are you seeing anyone to um, talk about some of this family stuff? I'm just fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I'm convinced. Uh-huh. I think he's good. <laughs> Follow up question: uh, Have you considered the ta- tagline "Diet Coke: colon, I hate my sister." <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be bad. very direct. Can That's I not bad? Can I give it a try? Do you guys mind if I give the? No, you're the pro. I would love to. I mean, we're getting a lot of uh, free content right now. This is good. Like, I, normally people gotta not pay you for this because you don't take money. Well, I don't need money when I'm thriving <laughs> off of my sister's misery. All right, here we go. Uh, you know what? That sounds beautiful. All right, so it's the boy after his cancer, cancer sister screamed at him. Right, the diet right. coke. Uh, the Diet Coke, uh, he's still soaking wet from being drunk. So this is a follow-up. This is, this is, this is, this is like part two? Yes, but it, <laughs> it, it starts immediately after okay, the first one. You, so he's you. covered in Diet Coke. Sopping. Sopping wet, and his whole room is wet. It was like fire sprinklers made of Diet Coke, right? Fire sprinklers. He he cries, but his tears are brown. <laughs> brown like Diet Coke. He Ooh. goes into the bathroom. Yeah, he looks into the mirror, and he goes, Diet Coke. I hate my sister. <laughs> 
mom's of an angel. <laughs> and then and then we just and then just cut cut to black, right? And then it's like Absolutely. three seconds of black before the next ad goes up. Have you seen the rough edit? It sounds like you've I, seen I the just rough know edit. like I just know themes, right. <laughs> and I know terror. So mm-hmm. like I kind of I could see like a hard cut mm-hmm. to silence like that that would sell it for me. So I'm just I'm glad that that's what it is. That, that makes is me happy. Is, yes. As an artist, I mean we're all artists here. We all I think you know. Uh, I prefer the term content creator. Thank you. What about too? the term influencer? Ooh. Do you ever influence people with knives? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you do. Yeah, Henry, have you Often. ever pulled I, a knife on your sister? Uh, Follow-up question, do you have a sister? You guys are throwing a lot at me right now. <laughs> I just, one at a time, please. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, to be fair, that was all Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm the annoyance of two hosts at the same time. I'm, I'm not a violent person. I just want that. To be uh, made clear, okay, um, understandable. Yeah, and I, I do have a sister. Okay. Shout out to Katie. She's oh. not going to hear this. <laughs> she has. She's seventeen and has thousands more Instagram followers than I do. Um, anyway, we're getting off. <laughs> I want to die. Do uh, you, excuse me. I have a question. A follow up question. Yeah. Yeah, Robert. Do you have a therapist to work through your Ooh. problems with your sister? Um. Okay. Uh, I do have a therapist. Um, my sister and I are fine, though. Honestly, <laughs> fine, uh, just fine. It's fine. Oh. No, no, no. Actually, fine. I mean, we have a perfectly healthy relationship. I'm in therapy for other reasons, but um. Follow up question: uh, Would you like a diet coke? I've heard it's magic. <laughs> that I, that that is such a loaded question. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, when in Rome. Mm-hmm. Why not? Thank you. Let me just open one up for you. Yeah. Cracked. <laughs> Robert, if I could pitch to you maybe a new tag for one of your millions of Bring things. it on, uh, baby. Diet Coke, I hate my sister's Instagram presence. <laughs> Ooh. Not bad, right? Absolutely. That's more of like a web ad, I feel like. That's not going to be on TV. That's like a Facebook ad right, or that's something. That's digital media. Digital media. Digital content. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get? Do you get? Uh, do you have different reads for different uh, types of media? You got your TV reads. You got your Insta. You know your Instagram s- stories. What it, reads for like line like like scripts? You're not talking brass uh, instruments, are you? No, no yeah. I wish. I know Henry's got a lot of different reads. Wood woodwinds, I believe, is the term. yeah. There's no reads. I'm in sorry. A, in a brass. I'm a voice actor, not a musician. Oh wow. Are you a First chair voice actor. <laughs> this is getting yes really self reflexive. Uh, I'm gonna fold into myself now physically. Uh, so Robert, yes. we'll just dis- we'll disregard my last question. Uh, what's next for you? What are we? What are, what can we expect from you? You have any campaigns in the works? Obviously, we've heard some of them. Right, Bra- right. Thinking of branching out to any any other uh, colas, any any lemon lime mm, sodas. Ooh, yep. Well, as you've heard, uh, my mother was quite the influence on me as well. So oh, the yeah, alcoholic from we, the ad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, turned, it was an autobiographical ad. Yeah. Gotcha. As you can tell. I did not infer that, but it makes total sense. Welcome aboard. <laughs> uh, my, my, mother, uh, I, uh, my mother actually works, believe it or not, for... Um, Diet Sprite. They've Whoa, got... this is oh, it's a whole diet family you got there. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, it, yeah, it's quite the diet family because yeah. it wasn't complete. And there's a lot of cancer. Ooh, a lot of cancer. A lot of cancer, lot of both emotional and physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, diet Sprite, though, that's is that owned by the same overarching it, conglomerate it's as Coke? Coca-Cola that's, company. That's, that's yeah. the one, right? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But they have all got their own branches. Oh, yeah, know? of course. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, she 
uh, she's just uh, just a worker there. You know, she's just one of the. the That's bo- her title, worker. <laughs> she's a worker. Yeah. Cool. She's on the line. She's on putting the line. together the yes. fucking Model T. Mm-hmm. I got you. She's, and, she's a Bruce Springsteen. And what song. do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a worker. I'm a worker. <laughs> I work in places. On things. On stuff. With people. I do content. Cool. <laughs> so she's a worker bee. Yeah. Yeah, she's a work for, worker bee for sure. Uh, <laughs> is she still drinking? Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Was that too real? I mean, it probably is the answer. I would. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, if she's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, speaking personally, uh, to be real for a second, like I know, I know that that's that's hard. Having a family member who's sick in that way is um, it's really hard. Wow. No, I. Uh... I don't want to open this box. Oh, I don't boy. want to go into this feeling. Okay. Oh, boy. There's that stupid voice you was talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Uh, what did you say? We can, we can change it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you, Robert. No, no. It's okay. We can change the subject. I, I... What's your favorite color? <laughs> Blue. Oh, nice. Good Great. answer. Good Thanks answer. for getting me out of that spiral. <laughs> So, so are you thinking about maybe doing some uh, some diet sprite reads then? Like, get in there, uh, having your worker mom help you out with that? Well, you see, my mom didn't find my voice stupid. She just thought I wasn't capable of doing anything. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. work my way into uh, minor management, lower management. <laughs> minor management. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna supervise my mother, and I'm going to make sure she has to box all day long. And when someone calls out sick, guess who's got to fill in the role? Worker mom. That's a, a new sitcom coming this fall. Worker moms on ABC. Wow. I heard Jerry Seinfeld's going to be in it. Where's your dad in all of this? Yeah, we haven't heard any much about Isn't dad. that the question? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, no, my dad was there. He was a wonderful dad. <laughs> uh, he never comes out in your art. It just sounds like it's yeah. I mean, when someone's mom. like very supportive, you know, you really don't you really don't use them for inspiration. Absolutely, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I guess uh, we have. So, do you have any uh, diet sprite uh, like ad read? No, you're not going to do that. You're just going <laughs> to micromanage your mom. I, I can give you some uh, some micromanagement readings. Though, that would be like. great. Yeah, like for your promos for for a bad day at work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Get into character. Hey! Work a little faster! <laughs> All right. That was pretty good. I believed it. Mm-hmm. I was there. I like how you threw your voice. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I hope that worked out well. I think so. I think so. Uh, I think all our listeners would agree. It sounded like you were over there. Good. <laughs> good. Speaking of being over there, uh, should we go to a quick break? Yeah, let's take a quick uh, break. We're going to quick break. Uh, we're going to come back with everybody's favorite segment where we talk about upcoming projects. <laughs> After this. It's everyone's favorite. Ooh, nice foley. Good foley work. Real doors. Real doors. Hey, we're back with real doors here, everybody. Uh, Bleak and review. Everyone's favorite time. It's time for us to talk about things you can see us doing. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be coming out Friday, May fourth. Uh, so, oh, wow. hey, may the fourth be with, with you guys, right? Mm. <sighs> I think, Henry, I feel like that look can be heard on the podcast that you just gave me. That was fierce. Uh, we'll start with you, Henry. Uh, May 4th, what's going on with you online or otherwise that you want people to know about? Uh, you can follow me on the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at OK Henry Epstein. Oh, that's OK 
uh, the letters, not O K A Y. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, in terms of things to plug, I host a weekly open mic with a featured special guest spot every week. Uh, it's called Friends. It's at the Lyric Hyperion Ooh. Theater in Silver Lake. Uh, Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. And you can catch me uh, this spring uh, on Comics Watching Comics on Amazon Prime. And uh, I'll also be at the uh, inaugural Midwest Queer Comedy Festival in Columbus, Ohio in August. Uh, So uh, all you Ohio heads out there. come Cleave heads. Cleave heads, yeah. (laughs) Akron boys, yay! Columbus, yay. and uh, that's the three cities I know. Columbus, oh, Gerard, all you... Gerard, Ohio, Gerard, Ohio. I stayed there once in a night's in. Gerard, Ohio, mm-hmm. sounds would be a great like drag king name. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That is Gerard, Ohio. They're famous for their hot dog um, business called Jib Jab. Does it feature? Does it feature political song parodies <laughs> yeah. with with big silly cutout heads? No, uh, that's fun. I've been to a nights in, and uh, we went to a nights in in Arizona together. We sure did. This isn't our time to long, talk. Long uh, story. Quick, quick question: What's the comics watching comics? What's the what's that show? It is a um exactly. It is. <laughs> no, like, what's it about? Like, what is it like? Uh, well, it's the first season. Uh, it's the first season that will be on Amazon. It was previously a web series. It's basically um, it's been picked up, and uh, it's basically if. Last Comic Standing and Mystery Science Theater had a baby. Oh. So uh, this season there are 25 um, contestants, comics. Uh, we did a show at the Broadway Comedy Club in New York, and they taped it. And then there's a panel of uh, seasoned comics who throughout the season are, are watching our sets uh, and then, you know, providing commentary, roasting, or offering praise or critique or whatever, okay. and then they name a winner. And it's, and it's live, like, they're in the room with you. They're not watching no, it on a screen. No, they oh, are. Okay. They're watching it so after it is like, the fact. Okay, yes, gotcha. So from a very, couch. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Literally. so very mystery science theory. That's yes. fun. Cool. Yeah. And that's going to be on Amazon coming out when again? Uh, I believe next month, May. Or oh. this month, May. Yeah. yeah. Go hey. see Henry. Go see yeah. Henry. But you can stay home. Stay home and see Henry. Yeah. Get Amazon Prime. It's awesome. You can get lettuce real fast. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, anything else? Um, Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, you know, to everyone out there who's listening. Um, this is the preachy part. Uh, jo- <laughs> you know, I uh, thank you. Great. That's really succinct. All right, perfect. Uh, Robert, what's up with you, buddy? Obviously, check out these Diet Coke commercials. Mm -hmm. Uh, They sound fucking thrilling. Mm -hmm. But there must Uh, be some... uh, There must be something else there. Some young, hot comedian that that you're a fan of. Uh, Well, the sexiest comedian I possibly know. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, His name's Tommy Bow. Oh, Um, Oh, we like Tommy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bow. If you you Google him, you will get an Irish rugby player because he shares the name with an Irish rugby player, and it's too late for him to change his name. So I guess he'll never be found on Google.com. You know, if you Google Henry Epstein, you get an Australian golf player. Whoa. Well, uh, I got good news, guys. Both of those, uh, at, they're athletes, so they don't really have a long shelf life. Sweet. <laughs> so, They'll uh, be irrelevant way before your comedy is. Don't yeah, worry. Right. We're there, comedy. I've never had a silver lining put upon this <laughs> troublesome circumstance. Oh, no, this isn't for you. This is for Tommy. <laughs> Sorry. He's very invested I can be in troubled by Tommy's problems. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so there is a show called Group Shower, which you can That's see every show. second 
and fourth. Please note second and fourth <laughs> Thursday of every month at the clubhouse, which is located, I believe, next to a radio shack <laughs> at... And a John's. And a John's. Under Not Jones. a Vons. Nope. Mm-mm. A John's. Uh-huh. So that's how you know what kind of neighborhood <laughs> we're talking in. Uh, it's Hollywood and Ver... No, Hollywood Vermont. and yeah. Vermont. Yeah. You got yeah, it? Yeah. I have a very insane story about that John's Marketplace. Um, Now's the time. <laughs> it, it, literally, it. it will take two Plug minutes it. if we have time. Yes, I just, yes. I, I've never talked about this publicly, and it Ooh, is a, exclusive. A, a exclusive. Special. This is the um, epilogue. This is uh, John's Marketplace on on uh, Vermont at Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood is a is a really a hotbed of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time I was uh, actually waiting uh, for a show at the clubhouse, the comedy venue uh, next door. Um, I was with a friend, and we decided to get a snack beforehand at the supermarket. We were waiting in the a checkout line. It was a long, um, you know, 20 items or less, like, rapid line. There were probably 10, 15 people in front of us. And this woman comes out of nowhere, and she's walking up to everyone in line, starting at the back. She is uh, she is obese. She is probably in her 30s or 40s. It's hard to tell. Uh, she, has, she does not look like she's had an easy go of it. Mm-hmm. Wild, wiry, gray hair, wearing a black muumuu. Really witchy, like a very <laughs> witchy sort of vibe. She a witchy woman. Yeah, yes, very witchy. And she was approaching everyone in the line while holding a giant prepackaged platter of croissants. Oh, that's uh, nice. Like a big, a big container of prepackaged croissants uh, that had been baked at the deli there, uh, or bakery, rather. Um, and uh, she, she would say to each person in line, excuse me, my friend's pregnant. Can I go ahead of you in line? Whoa. And, uh, and she, you know, she made her way towards us and she said excuse me i'm sorry to bother you my friend's pregnant can i go ahead uh and we were just so shocked by the whole thing that we said yeah uh but then eventually someone ahead of us in line was like no you can't cut the line and the woman threw the plate of croissant (laughs) down on the ground and stormed out oh my god Um, was this friend anywhere well that's no yeah that's that's what i was my main question is just like uh, what Part of pregnancy necessitates croissants with such urgency <laughs> that you would have to cut a line. She's yeah. eating for 20. Maybe her pregnant friend was next door every second and fourth <laughs> Thursday watching a very funny show called Group Shower. That Not show, sure I said the name of that show yet. Just th- wanted to make sure that it show was always said. has free croissants, right? Sure. Now we do. <laughs> I do like that idea that you just like anytime you go into a line, you go, "Oh, my friend's pregnant. Can I go in front of you?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. It because it, on here. the surface no. it sounds like a legitimate excuse, but when you really take a look at what's happening, you're like, "Wait a second, Pre- your friend being pregnant does nothing to do with the this situation. Don't bring her into this." Yeah, like she. If it was like something where it's like, "Oh, my friend's pregnant and she's going like she's having a seizure and I have medication," right? Then like, yeah, yeah. It's like no, she just wants croissant goods. Yeah, it's also like so, your friend clearly isn't real. There's yeah, that yeah. part of it. That too, is a but, big part of it. Yeah. But I got to admire the confidence of that yeah. woman up until yeah. her break, where she's just ah, it's all out the window now. I'm throwing, don't need these croissants anymore. That's the moment she realizes her friend isn't real. The moment yeah. someone says no, yeah, that blows up the whole game. Yeah, that's tough. That's I'm tough. sorry to interject. 
directly like that. No, that's, that's, right. that's a good plug. Yeah. Hey, we always Sorry, have. A, we always want to get a good epilogue story, and that's good. Uh, uh, so, what, what else is this guy Tommy Bo doing? That will stop there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he can be found on things. Uh, TommyComedy.com. I figured. Yeah, there Locked it is. out with that URL. That's good. TommyComedy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Tommy Comedy Group Shower Second and Fourth Thursdays of every month at the Clubhouse Vermont and Hollywood. Free croissants. Tons of free parking. Tons mm. of free croissants. <laughs> Lying about the second part. That's, yeah. that's a good plug. Uh, Matt, what's up with you, buddy? Uh, this weekend, I think I'll be at the Firefest. Where I got, I'm really not sure what's going on. Firefest. Y R E. No, no, no. It's like a comedy thing where a bunch of comedians just do. Oh, Do yeah, shows and yeah. drugs and we stuff. I don't know. That. Yeah, we'll see. It's in the desert somewhere, right? Well, yeah, that's where the fire is. Great plug. <laughs> it's the safest place for a fire. Go to uh, some desert, everybody. Then on the 25th, I'll be uh, I'll be doing sets tape, but I'll plug that later. Oh, I just plugged it now. Hey. Okay, Capital City INC, Twitter and Instagram. Woo! Uh, as far as my things go, hey, if you're listening to this today when it comes out, go to the clubhouse. I'm on Gangbusters. Go to Whoa. that. We already talked about where it is. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Go to that. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Townies at Skip Town Playhouse. Emily, Emily Maya Mills headlining. Five dollars. Yeah. Very That's fun good. show. It's going to be great. Uh, it's a great venue. You'll be very cozy in the seats, I swear. Mm-hmm. And then May 11th, uh, next Friday, I will be doing Mint on Card at Blast from the Past in Burbank with tons of parking, as we talked about earlier. Mm, yeah. uh, it's a cool uh, like comic book and toy and uh, memorabilia shop. Come for the comedy, stay and buy a trinket. Uh, that's mm. going to be fun. And then, uh, other than that, uh, at KB Anderson Yo on Twitter and Instagram, at BleakPod on Twitter. Hey, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Do it. Thanks. We'll read them if they're funny or if they're there. <laughs> Either way, doesn't matter. Uh, cool. Uh, Henry Epstein, uh, Epstein. Oh my God, I made the whole episode without saying Epstein. Henry Epstein. Wait, hold on, let's get a clean one. Henry Epstein. Um, excuse me. <laughs> Henry Epstein, thank you so much for being here. Thank Great you to for have having you on. me. Uh, uh, Robert uh, Nickham. What, what? Nickett. Nickett. Robert Nickett. I keep wanting to say Robert Mitchum in my head. I'm sorry. I'm sure you get that, that all the time. Uh, Robert, it's, it's great to, to find out about your inner pain that fuels your work. Of course, thank uh, you so much for having for me. The love of, for the love of all of us and the scent in this room, take a paycheck next time. <laughs> I will. Okay, cool. Matt, I'll see you next week, buddy. Uh, okay, bye. 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 bye.